Hello, my name is Anis Wamboy and welcome to today's EBZ devotion. Today's devotion is coming from the book of Luke chapter 1 from verse 26 to 38 and this is what it says. I'm reading from the NIV 1984 version. It says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born and will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered, may it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. It's the Christmas season, and uh, during this moment we remember the birth of Jesus, and there are several things that we can learn through the various passages uh, that surround the arrival of Jesus coming onto planet Earth. The Bible says in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to, to, to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So God does a remarkable thing. He sends his angel to deliver the message of the birth of Jesus and he's going to Galilee to Nazareth. Now Galilee was an obscure town and Galilee was an obscure area. It was up north and Nazareth was an obscure town. It was a kind of town where you don't expect nothing much to come out of it. And yet God chose Galilee, specifically Nazareth, to have the birth of Jesus have its have have its lineage from. Alright? And so you realize that the parents of Jesus are not coming from a very dominant place. They're coming from a very humble place. And this teaches us that God uses humble means to execute great purpose. God does not use great things. He does not need great things to do his great work. He can use great things. However, you must understand that he loves to use humble things to execute his purposes. Why does he do that? God will use Nazareth. He will use Galilee so that it can be seen that truly it is the work of God. Much later, when Jesus was older and his ministry flourished, the people said, can anything good come out of Galilee? Can anything good come out of Nazareth. It was a very obscure town, yet out of that nothingness, God created something that was great. The Bible goes on to say, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. What an amazing thing to know that the Lord can be with us, that we can look around at our surroundings. We are not as good. We are not as great. We are not as big as Jerusalem. We are not as big as Jericho. We are not as big as the Decapolis. We are just little town Nazareth in the middle of Galilee. Yet the Lord says he's with us. And this is the comfort of Christmas, that God says he is with you, that God does not choose to be with you based on your pedigree based on your background, based on your moral standing. God chooses to be with you out of his sheer grace, out of his love for you. You are favored. And through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are more than favored. We have the riches of God in Christ Jesus. We have the riches of Abraham. And then the Bible says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. 
But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now you realize that uh, Mary's, Mary's perplexed at the kind of greeting and just imagine seeing an angel, something that is not really an everyday thing. And the first thing that the Lord says is, Mary, do not be afraid. The angel Gabriel says, do not be afraid. And it tells us that in the background, in the humble backgrounds that we come from, as God is using us, one of the things that he wants to get rid of is fear. Because fear holds us down. Fear prevents us from executing the purposes of God. Fear prevents us from executing our will, the will that God gave us. And you realize that the Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. The love of God casts out fear. What are you afraid of? Mary is commanded, do not be afraid, so that she can be at peace, so that she can understand that the thing that the Lord is going to do with her is great, but she need not shudder. And then the Bible says, the angel said to her, you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign with him over the house of Jacob forever and ever, and his kingdom will never end. I just think about that mission, such a grand mission, such a huge mission. That's that 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 was I, I think that was the last thing Mary expected. If you walked up to Mary before this and told her that God has a plan for her life, Jeremiah 29, 11, and asked her what that plan would be, perhaps you'd think, oh yes, get married to my fiancé Joseph, have kids, have a nice little home in Galilee, work out my little career, succeed, get to the top, and uh, pay my daily homages uh, to the temple, do all those things, and then live a good life and die. But God had bigger plans for Mary. God said, Mary, you're going to do bigger things than just pursue a career. You're going to bear the baby, Jesus Christ. The Son of God himself is going to be in your womb. You're going to bring forth the salvation of the world. Can you imagine that? It is exceedingly abundantly above beyond what you can ask for a thing. And that's what God does. He uses humble means and then he uses humble means to favor us. And when he favors us, he tells us do not be afraid. And then he gives us something great, something exceedingly abundantly above beyond what you can ask for a thing. What a good God. Then it says, how can this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And so now, Many a times when God does this great thing, we often see there's an anomaly in the matrix. How will I have this child yet? I'm a virgin. We look at our inconsistencies. We look at what we do not have. Now, Mary's question is not a question of doubt. Mary's question is pushing towards the vision. Many a times we ask questions like this, but we're asking because we doubt it will happen. Mary does not doubt it will happen. Mary knows it will happen. She just wants to find out how it will happen, you know. And we must understand that there are two types of questions when God is doing great things in our lives. There are those people who question, and the question saying, ah, God, will you really do it? And they are questioning if he'll do it, but their question is coming from a place of doubt. And the people who would ask, oh, Lord, would you really do it? And they're questioning, but their question is coming from a place of faith, a place of trust, a place of belief, not unbelief. God wants us to ask questions from a place of belief, not a place of fear, not a place of worry, not a place of doubt, from a place where he trusts, where, where we trust his voice, not not a place where we where we where we're skeptical about his voice. And then the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Holy Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Now the angel tells Mary the answer to her question. This is how you'll get pregnant. The Holy Spirit will do this. He'll overshadow you. You'll be you'll conceive. And this must be this must be rocket science to Mary. How in the world does that happen? I mean, even today, you, you cannot really understand the physics of that. And at times when God is doing these great things, it is beyond our understanding. And that's why he's God. We don't need to understand everything 
but we need to trust him. God may not be understood, but he can be trusted. He may not be figured out all the time, but he can be trusted. And so if he says, if God says, I'm going to use the Holy Spirit, I'm going to run with that because I'm a man of faith. And the Bible says that even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Now look at the next thing God does. God gives us comfort by bringing around company, bringing around community, community that is going through the same things we are going through, community that is bearing the burdens, community that is that understands the big tasks that God has put in our hearts. And so Mary is drawn to community, and that is very important. When God speaks to you, he will most likely put you in community. He will put you in community. He will put you in a place where you relate with other people so that you can constantly have that comfort that God is actually working. And it says, verse 37, which is the key verse, for nothing is impossible with God. Guys, that should be the cream of the cake. Nothing is impossible with God. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. For nothing is impossible with God. And God says the things that he's going to do in your life, you've got to trust him. Why? Because nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. And how do we respond to all that? God, I pray that we may respond like Mary did when she said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Or Or as some other version says, be it unto me according to your word. May it be so. Are you trusting God to move? Let's pray. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, would you speak and would you speak clearly so that, Father, the people who are witnessing your move in their lives may be blessed, may be changed, may be given to you holy, that they may trust you, they may not look at their backgrounds, they may trust that, Father, you are favoring them, that, Father, they may not fear, they may not be worried, that, Father, they may know that, Father, though the task is big, Lord, you are able, nothing is impossible with you, and that, Lord Jesus, they may ask questions out of a place of faith, out of a place of trust, and that, Father, they may see the goodness of God. Even as you bring community their way, help them understand that you love them with an everlasting love. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.